Today is Tuesday, September 13th, 2022, and the Justice Department agrees to Trump-backed candidate for special master. Here we go, baby. You tired of winning yet? Whistleblowers rock the FBI, and the Inflation Reduction Act did not induce, reduce, it did induce inflation. Rita Panahi joins the show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. So Justice Department saying in a court filing that it supports one of former President Trump's proposed candidates for special master to review documents seized at his home in Florida about a month ago. We're going to win so much, you may even get tired of winning. And you'll say, please, please, it's too much winning. We can't take it anymore. Mr. President, it's too much. And I'll say, no, it isn't. We have to keep winning. We have to win more. We're going to win more. Ladies and gentlemen, if you love what we do here every single day, please, we encourage you to like and to subscribe to the show and to share this content. It's the best, most free way that you can support our show. And whoa, we have some inflation numbers this morning that will uh, let you say, ah, yeah, maybe the economy is in total and complete collapse. You can subscribe on podcast anywhere a podcast is downloadable. You can subscribe to The Benny Show. Just click boop. Subscribe to the show. That's the number one way you can help us in these economic times. It is totally free and it completely helps us do this show every single day. We love this movement and we love bringing you the good news and the bad. And this morning was very, very bad news for Joe Biden. Inflation hits 8.3% in August, worse than expected as core prices spike. Inflation crippling. It was supposed to be 8.1. It is now 8.3. And wow, I thought we passed a trillion dollar inflation reduction act. What happened? What the heck happened? Where's the inflation reduction? Inflation is insane. And grocery prices have spiked as well. Prices all the way through the index actually crippling America and the economy. And of course, you feel that every single day that you go out and get your groceries or fill up your tank. So what's going on here? Why is it not higher? It should be double digits, actually. The reason why is because Joe Biden has been reducing the strategic oil reserve, flooding the market, essentially, with our energy supply that is meant for the safety of our nation. It's supposed to be energy security. The strategic oil reserve is supposed to be like in times of crisis or war or nuclear holocaust or something. What is going on? Well, Joe Biden is liquidating that in order to artificially bring down the price of gasoline. So that's why you've seen gasoline slowly tick down. He's reached the lowest level since the 70s in the strategic oil reserve. And so that is why the price of gas is artificially low. This number should be twice as high. And as soon as they stop depleting that, and they've now depleted it essentially as far as they can go, the price of oil and gasoline is going to spike once more. So get Ready for that, ladies and gentlemen. It's not going to be good. So here we go. Joe Biden collapsing the economy as Joe Biden collapses in court. Joe Biden is getting absolutely bitch slapped in court. Fine, I'll say it. Here we go. I get one curse every single show. The Justice Department has now agreed to the Trump-backed special master in the Mar-a-Lago case. Remember, the special master is there in order to be the referee, in order to take a flag and to throw it on the field. When there is a foul, when the FBI has done something illegal, a special master's job is to be there and say, yo, this You should not have taken. This was outside of the scope of the warrant. Here's your warrant, all right? And you don't get to just take Donald Trump's passports or his taxes or his medical records. You don't get to take attorney-client privilege stuff. And you're not allowed to use this information in order to prosecute Donald Trump. So the special master essentially controls all this information and then takes it and is like acts as the referee for this stuff. It is a crazy process and it is an insane thing that the FBI has done of course they were issued a general warrant by a Trump hating judge and now you have a situation where this judge has been essentially usurped by Judge Cannon uh, on the circuit court and Judge Cannon is saying nope special master this is a major problem for the FBI they have been completely kicked right in the nuts over this and now the FBI and the DOJ are agreeing to the special master it seems in the newest filing one of the candidates proposed by Donald Trump's team to serve as a special master to the investigation of the top secret documents found in Mar-a-Lago was accepted for consideration by the Justice Department on Monday 
Federal Judge Raymond Deidre was one of the judges to approve the FBI Department of Justice request to surveil Carter Page. Well, that's not a good thing, but the Trump team is putting him forward, so I guess we'll see. Trump requested the appointment of an independent arbiter to handle the case and whether the former president's was improperly whether the FBI improperly took documents from the former president in the White House approved by a judge in Florida. His team submitted their candidates for the role of special master on September 9th. And on Monday, the Justice Department responded in the affirmative for one candidate and negative for another. The DOJ said it would accept the consideration of Deidre and two governor's picks, Barbara S. Jones and Thomas B. Griffith. We don't know much of them about them, but hey, Trump's team submitting them. They can submit whoever they want, presumably. The special master's job is to sit there and say, hey, yo, you broke the law. You're not allowed to do this to a president. You're not allowed to take these documents. None of this stuff is going to work. And so we see, ladies and gentlemen, the based judge, the fourth candidate, Paul Huck, was rejected by the Justice Department saying he does not appear to have similar experience. They said they've chosen three. The three that they've chosen have suitable staff to assist with the task. Here is the breaking news on the special master. Let's go. Four minutes into the hour now, the Justice Department signing off on President Trump's pick for a special master to oversee the review of documents seized in the raid on his Mar-a-Lago home. Brooke Singer joins us live with the latest. Brooke, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. The Justice Department is signing off on one of two candidates proposed by former President Trump to oversee the review of thousands of records the FBI seized from Mar-a-Lago last month. Now, in a new filing Monday, the Justice Department said it would allow former Chief Judge Raymond Deary to review the material, writing that Deary, along with its two original nominees, have, quote, substantial judicial experience during which they have presided over federal criminal and civil cases involving national security and privilege concern. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So here we go. It's heating up and the DOJ is losing. They're losing on every single front here because what they did is illegal. Of course, you can't charge the president with the Espionage Act. That's insane. The president has a foundational right to keep documents related to his administration and a foundational right to keep classified documents as we have outlined as the archivist let Barack Obama do. For instance, this is why they set up SCIFs. These are special facilities facilities in order to handle classified documents for presidents inside of their residences if they wish. Barack Obama has access to all of the classified documents that exist inside of his administration. We've covered this time and time again. This is something that they are doing to Donald Trump. They are breaking with precedent, saying that Donald Trump essentially following the idea that Donald Trump is not a legitimate president and then persecuting him for this. They are losing, ladies and gentlemen, and you can see this in Donald Trump's various court filings. Trump is gearing up, getting lawyers with real heft, and this is going to be an incredible brawl. We're going to see Biden lose. The DOJ is going to be humiliated here. Get ready. Watch this recent clip about the Trump filing and special master. This is the bombshell clip. Get a load of this. The department's approval appears to clear the way for Deary's appointment by Florida Judge Eileen Cannon, though she will have the final say. Meanwhile, Trump's legal team is still rejecting the DOJ's request for a partial stay of her ruling that temporarily blocked the department from reviewing classified documents themselves. Now, Trump's team says the DOJ is seeking to, quote, limit the scope of any review of its investigative conduct and presuppose the outcome, at least in regard to what it deems are classified records. If the judge approves the special master, Peg Deary would be in charge of determining which documents be shielded from federal prosecutors. So there we go. They're going to have the referee on the field. The referee on the field is going to say that the FBI grossly overstepped its bounds here with one, a general warrant, which is illegal in America, and then two, with the smash and grab that they committed against Donald Trump. Now, why are they smashing and grabbing? They're smashing and grabbing because they didn't know where the Russiagate documents were. This is all about these Russiagate documents. They're trying to cover their asses in order to prevent Donald Trump from using these documents, which are damning and show just the most criminal conspiracy theory to stop Donald Trump from running, you must know the Russiagate documents show that Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton were all involved in an international conspiracy theory to stop Donald Trump in 2016. 
Boy, if there's something the Biden regime has taught us is that we live inside of a country of takers. These people will literally take money out of your bank account to pay for their student loans. It is infuriating. That's why it's so refreshing to partner with a company that is a giver. Pure Talk wants to give you something. That's right, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, they're takers. They take way too much of your money for data you will never use. Pure Talk, my cell phone company, gives you choices. Only pay for the data that you need. That's how the average family, like mine, saves 75 bucks a month switching to Pure Talk. With Pure Talk, it's easy to find the right plan for you and your family, unlimited talk, text, and data, and plans from two gigs all the way to unlimited with mobile hotspots, all on America's most reliable 5G network. So why pay more? Here's another thing. Pure Talk's going to give you. This month, when you switch to Pure Talk, you pay one month, they'll give you the next month free. The big, woke corporate cell phone service providers would never. So do this. Go to puretalk.com, choose a plan, enter the promo code Benny at checkout, and get your second month free. Go to puretalk.com and enter the promo code Benny to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Trump has them dead to rights on it. They were too weak to release these documents. There were various people and organizations that they couldn't get these documents all released. It's insane what they did. And ladies and gentlemen, this is what the FBI is trying to smash and grab and take from Donald Trump. We know this. Check out Donald Trump's court filing here. Former President Donald Trump's attorneys out with a new filing, insisting some of the documents in question by the government may not be classified after all. On Monday, Trump's legal team filed a lengthy 21-page response to the government's argument that a third-party arbiter called a special master should have limited powers. Trump's team disagrees, calling the overall investigation a document storage dispute that has spiraled out of control. The filing states the government wrongfully seeks to criminalize the possession by the 45th president of his own presidential and personal records. Trump landed at Dulles Airport in Northern Virginia on Sunday, prompting speculation on social media as to why he's in the area for only the second time since leaving office. Multiple sources close to the investigation deny the FBI planned to visit Trump's Northern Virginia golf club or meet with Trump himself. On social media, Trump announced he was working from the club on Monday. Donald Trump trolling everyone in a visit to Washington, D.C. Yesterday, our sources, now there were multiple reports out that Donald Trump visited Washington, D.C. yesterday. Our sources tell us that he was going golfing with his son, Eric. There are photos of this. And Donald Trump was working from Washington, D.C., according to him. Donald Trump saying in a statement that he wants to lower the temperature. Now, some people were saying, wow, we hope he's not meeting with the DOJ. We hope he's not trying to strike some deal here. Uh, We have no indication that that is the case. We have Every indication that Donald Trump is fighting this and fighting it like a total badass. Check this out. Donald Trump's new lawyers are absolutely destroying, dropping Moabs on Joe Biden. This thread from Mike Davis, a friend of the show and one of our the greatest legal minds in America right now, a Trump defender, but also one of the smartest people we know on this matter. Mike Davis saying on a Twitter thread that Trump's new lawyers who he have who he has hired just dropped the mother of all bombs on Joe Biden and that it is game over. Over for Joe Biden based on this ruling. They don't have a case. Here's what Davis has to say. President Trump's team filed an excellent legal brief calling out the Justice Department's political charade. Team Trump is firing on all cylinders, clearly has the winning arguments. The Presidential Records Act is very clear. Trump's legal team points out the presidential records of a former president shall be available to the former president and the president's designated representatives. He cites the U.S. code there, including classified record. The Trump legal team does a great job of explaining that the president of the United States has the absolute constitutional, statutory, and regulatory authority to declassify anything he wants. The Trump legal team put the dagger through the heart of the Biden DOJ's bogus political charade. The bottom line, President Trump has the absolute constitutional statutory right to take and maintain all records at Mar-a-Lago, classified or declassified. This is another hoax. Boom. And then Mike Davis goes on to say, this is game over. Game over for Joe Biden. Scroll one more tweet there, uh, Royce. There we go. 
Game over Biden. Pre stop. Presidential records include documents created or received by the president and his staff. Guess what that includes? Documents the president receives from government agencies. Classified or non-classified. See 44 U.S. Code S-220-21. Game over Biden. The end. Finished. Game over. You don't have a case. This is why they're agreeing to the special master. This is why they're in a full tactical retreat. And Donald Trump's on his golf course <laughs> with Eric Trump rolling through. By the way, we'll announce right now, Eric Trump has agreed to join the show and it will be incredible. We're so excited. We're working on a date for Eric to come on the show. We had Don come on the show last week and we we're very excited to have Eric Trump on the show. Get your popcorn ready, baby. Eric Trump is super based and we have the base, the brand new, the brand new based gavel. Base. You, I don't know if you can actually see it, but it says based on the gavel. Incredible stuff here. It actually says based on the gavel. We have the base. Boom. Based gavel. Ready to go at the Benny Show. We are based. And this judge's ruling is based. And Donald Trump was golfing with his son as his legal team destroyed the DOJ in a 21-page rebuttal and rebuke. And they call this a misguided storage dispute. Wow. Man absolute flamethrowers, and the regime is in panic. Listen, the regime is in total panic. Now they are going to commit further atrocities against your civil rights. They are going to come further for you, your information, and your phones. Are you ready, ladies and gentlemen? This is an intimidation tactic by a losing regime. They always do this. They always turn on their domestic enemies, okay? And then they tr start treating you like Stalin treated the kulaks. Now, the difference is, in this country, we have recourse, and it is not going to end well for the Democrats. But the DOJ is going to lash out like a wounded animal because they are losing so badly. This is the actions of people who have already lost. They didn't get what they wanted in this raid. And now they're going to spiral and seethe. DOJ issues 40 subpoenas and seizes the phones of Trump administration officials as part of an investigation. Tucker Carlson covered this yesterday in beautiful fashion. This is purely and totally illegal. They are criminalizing political speech here. If you're not talking about this, you're missing the story. Make sure you turn it, tune in to only conservative commentators who are talking about this. It is the most important story in America. Tucker Carlson hitting the nail on the head as always. And it's not just happening to Amy Kramer. This show has obtained a subpoena from Merrick Garland's DOJ issued in the past week. And what it demands is both unlawful and without precedent in American history. The subpoena claims to be investigating, quote, any claim that the vice president and or president of the Senate had the authority to reject or choose not to count presidential electors. Now, keep in mind that any claim you make as an American citizen about electors, any claim you make about American politics, period, is protected explicitly under the First Amendment. That's our core freedom. It's why we live here. It's why we're proud to be Americans. It's why so many American servicemen died protecting our country. Those are the freedoms that they fought to preserve. That's why nobody prosecuted leading Democrats in 2016 when they sought to reject electors for Donald Trump. Right. It's why none of those people, including Kamala Harris, is now in jail. So we have a situation here where the Biden DOJ is now criminalizing political speech. The Biden DOJ is now going to use the federal law enforcement forces as intimidation Gestapo to come after Americans for political speech, free speech. We cover a lot of data on this show. So when was the last time you heard us talk about a number that reached absolute zero? Well, a few times. There are absolutely zero functional brain cells inside of Joe Biden's head. There is 0% chance of us voting for a Democrat in November, and there's 0% chance that Hillary Clinton will become president. Financially, in our lifetime, we have seen numbers reach absolute zero, and it's been terrifying. In the last recession, stocks like Washington Mutual, Lehman Brothers, and Chrysler reached absolute zero in value overnight. Could it happen again? Of course it could. And if it did, would you be protected? This is why we invest in gold. Gold has never been at absolute zero in value ever in world history. In fact, gold value is rising like a hockey stick. That's why the savviest Americans, like me, diversify their savings to protect them from downturns in the market, from global instability, and from a falling, collapsing dollar. 
Birch Gold Group helps me invest in gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account, and they can help you. Text Benny to 989898, and you can convert your old 401k or IRA into a precious metals-backed IRA right now. Do it. It's the smart move, and we got two more years of Joe Biden, so what can you do, man? Text Benny to 989898 to invest in something of real value with my friends at Birch Gold. This is it. They went after these Trump officials yesterday. Tucker Carlson names them and also says that he has the verbiage of a subpoena. He has the subpoena saying, hey, you you didn't like the way the election was run. So now we're going to destroy your life. This is the Biden DOJ. This is purely criminal. Tucker Carlson has the names and he named them on his show last night. Take it away, Tucker. But right now, according to the subpoena that we have obtained, Merrick Garland's DOJ is demanding all communication from the following people on this topic. And let's be clear before we read their names that it is not clear what the investigation is actually about. And that's the most terrifying part. What is this? On what grounds are you demanding my private communications with people? They never say. But included in this precedent-breaking sweep of political opponents of the Biden White House would be former White House advisor Bernie Carrick, who is the former police commissioner of New York City, Boris Epstein, who is the current attorney for Donald Trump. At no time in American history has it been okay to grab the personal communications of someone's lawyer, because those are privileged. Not anymore. Matt Morgan, Justin Clark, Kenneth Chesborough, Mike Roman, RNC official Joshua Finley, Trump attorneys John Eastman, Jenna Ellis, Joe DeGeneva, James Troupas, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, Victoria Tenzing, Cleta Mitchell, Bruce Marks. We could go on and on and on and on. The federal agents, according to this report in the Daily Mail, seized the electronic devices from a pair of Trump advisors and issued over 40 subpoenas for electronic devices having to do with fundraising off of elections that they disputed. So I wait for the subpoena from Hillary Clinton, who has been prattling on in a Chardonnay haze as she mumbles and wobbles through the woods about how Donald Trump is an illegitimate president. They called him that for years. How about the Democrats who opposed the electors in 2016? Most of them run the impeachment scams in this country. Most of them are on the January 6th committee. How about Stacey Abrams? who still considers herself Queen of England and Governor of Georgia. A disgusting display by these people. It's not going to work. The American people are rejecting this. Steve Bannon had this to say on Friday. Steve, can you reiterate that? You said there were 35 FBI raids yesterday. I consider myself well-read. I didn't see that anywhere. Can, can you elaborate on that? I've been reported. I'm breaking that news right here. There, if you go to the Washington Post story, I think Josh Dossie's story, if your if your staff pulls it, Charlie, they mentioned, I think, five names, Boris Epstein being one of them. But uh, I think there's five people. There were 35, 35 FBI went to 35 years. All these people have lawyers. They all know who the lawyers are. Uh, they didn't want they didn't serve uh, these subpoenas to the lawyers. They want to make a big display of it. They want to take a bunch of their devices. They want this is the FBI trying to roll in and trying to be muscle. Right. This is the Gestapo. This is the there it is. We've done we, one of our largest broadcasts ever was the American Gestapo. And this is precisely what it is, is the criminalization of free speech and political alignment. It's utterly unconstitutional. You know, free assembly, it, people say free speech, the First Amendment. You got to read it, man. The First Amendment. Yo, the First Amendment says freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, the ability to be a part of any group you want. It's not just the ability to say what you want, which the Biden DOJ is now criminalizing, the ability to be a part of a movement like the MAGA movement. It is remarkable and it is scary to watch it from within, but it's even scarier to watch it from without. What do foreign reporters think about our nation and most importantly about our president and what is happening here in America? Well, we often tune in to Sky News in Australia, one of our favorite channels. Now, we see their clips go viral. One of our favorite commentators is named Rita, and she works on the network, generally generally giving an honest critique of Joe Biden. One of our favorite clips, and Rita will be joining us in just a second, but one of our favorite clips of Rita ever 
is her critique of Joe Biden and the way he does or actually doesn't speak English uh, in this country. Check this out. Well, the president was back looking frail and confused as he signed the Inflation Reduction Act, which will do absolutely nothing to reduce inflation. But if you think we're being unfair picking that moment to highlight, well, let's not pretend it's an isolated incident. Joe Biden is quite often utterly and hopelessly muddled. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char excuse me, from Charlotte, Los Angeles, and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? I don't know what you're doing here either, Joe. Here's We've been working on booking Rita for months. And finally today, ladies and gentlemen, the historic moment. Welcome Rita Panahi to the program for the first time. Sky News anchor and Herald Sun columnist Rita Panahi joins the program. We've been a huge fan of hers from across the drink for a while. We love your commentary. Thank you for being on the program. Ah, oh, pleasure to be with you. Uh, apologies in advance if I get the Bidens, if I'm hopelessly inarticulate because it is 1.30 a.m. in Melbourne where I am right now. So uh, if, if I go all Biden on you, you know what's happening. It's, it's <laughs> just the lateness of the hour. Okay, so it's 2 a.m. where you are. We thank you so much for being on the program. The audience is lighting up. They do love you. We do promote your clips all the time, and we want to show people what it looks like from the outside, you know, right? So if you if you have a bad marriage, you go to a marriage counselor, right? He's going to give you sort of an outside view, and that's important, actually. It's very healthy to go to people who maybe aren't so close to the problem and see what the rest of the world thinks about Joe Biden as president. Perhaps you can give us some insight. Well, at Sky News, we like to take a, uh, we, 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 we say it as it is, we don't sugarcoat it. So when he is bewildered, we show that. When he says things that are just patently wrong and false, we highlight that. But in Australia, like the US and probably much of the Western world, We've also got a media that's overwhelmingly left-leaning. So it would be inaccurate to say that, you know, you can come to Australia and get the straight talk on all things uh, US politics because a lot of our coverage just mimics CNN, MSNBC talking points. So the whole Trump derangement syndrome is, is something that's uh, evident here. It's quite amusing almost you see people who are like oh donald trump is so dangerous we hate him and you know and you ask them precisely what did he do that you're so um hostile towards what did he do that was so dangerous and terrible and that's where they have absolutely nothing to offer beyond you know repeating russian collusion nonsense or or some other um media created myth but uh, for me i've got to say joe biden i'm sure he's destroying the country he's probably doing a great deal of damage to the world but wonderful content i mean there's not a day that goes past <laughs> that i do not see something that i can highlight and mock. <laughs> a bit selfish to her but no no on a serious note it really is quite um worrying to see what's happening in the states particularly with the politicization of your intelligence agencies and, and what you just described in political opponents being targeted like you're some backward banana republic. That is just terrifying. And Benny, I grew up in Iran, and that's an example of a country that was relatively modern and, and Western, and then we had an Islamic revolution and it went backwards. So we can't ever be complacent. We can't ever think that uh, civilization can't go backwards because it, it can and you've got to protect what you've got. Otherwise, um, you're going to see more of what, what, what you've just described. I mean, it is just terrifying to have political opponents have their lawyers and, and, and their supporters and then they're in a circle all targeted. It is a hostile act and it's it's definitely um 
is a sinister development. There's no other way to look at it. And sinister is a perfect word for it. So this news is breaking through in Australia, this uh, weaponization of federal law enforcement, the raid on Donald Trump's uh, home. How is it being covered in Australia? Uh, what uh, What is the foreign opinion on this? Are people seeing it like they are here in the States? Recent polling released said that 75% of America thinks that, whoa, this is way too far. And that, this, is, you know, this these are, ain't MAGA wearing hat. You know, Republicans, this is just the normal Joe on the street saying, I think you've gone too far here. Uh, is this news breaking through internationally? Look, it is, but not I don't think I don't think the awareness is is as high as it is in the U.S. Obviously, um, you would expect that. But uh, I think a lot of uh, what Australians and people in, in, in Europe hear about U.S. politics is through that very much leftist lens so they i don't think they're as cross the fact of these organizations being becoming politicized but it's a to a much lesser extent it's a phenomenon we're seeing right here where we had in melbourne the most lockdown city in the world we had six lockdowns and we saw the police become politicized we saw the police behaving in a manner that we didn't expect them to so uh, we're awake to that happening locally but that's uh, on a whole nother level what you're dealing with in the US but yeah certainly on Sky News we we do cover the US uh, what's happening in the US fairly extensively our audience has a great deal of interest in what's happening over there because what happens over there eventually makes its way here there's no doubt about that particularly with cultural issues identity politics this race obsession this divisive um uh just just the way that the left is prosecuting their arguments it, which in itself are so destructive and and backward uh, so yeah i think we we take a great deal of notice because it's important not just for you but i think for the world what happens in the us now, there is one story from Australia that really broke through on our show, and that had to do with sort of the lockdown facilities mm-hmm. and the involuntary lockdown camps, uh, which is what we called it. Uh, can you shed light on that? You live there. You covered it. You actually are inside of the nation. It Was this overblown in the American media? Did this happen? And what is the status of the lockdown camps now? Well, the lockdown camps are really the um, quarantine facilities. So we never really call them camps. So that terminology is more of a US terminology. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, you know, that's semantics. You can you can call them what they what you like. But no, the the oppressive nature of the COVID restrictions here were very much real, particularly in the state of Victoria where I'm from. So like I mentioned, we had six lockdowns, and we had all sorts of other restrictions. We had um curfews so you couldn't leave your home after 9 p.m or 8 p.m you had five kilometer limits so you couldn't go beyond five kilometers of your home and if you did you'd be fined quite heavily if you broke any of these restrictions all sorts of other crazy um illiberal laws that were inflicted on people really nothing scientific they were never released the science behind these insane decisions. And we had border closures, not just our country's border. So we had Australian citizens trapped overseas for months. Well, some of them well over a year. They could not come in, even though they said, we will pay to go into these quarantine facilities or camps. We will pay to go in there. But that they still weren't allowed in because there's only limited places in those quarantine facilities. I myself had to spend uh, 14 days in one of these facilities no after coming way. back from the US after the um, covering the US election. So yes, it's it's real. But the craziness went beyond that. It wasn't just our international border that was closed, but our state borders. So where I am, Victoria, the next state up north from us is New South Wales. We had thousands of Victorians trapped across the border in New South Wales and Victoria closed the border, they couldn't go home. They couldn't go home to their families, to their jobs, to their animals, to, you know, their medical appointments. You can imagine if you're prevented from going into your home and all the things you've got to attend to. And people accepted it. That was what was so scary. Um, 
I was one of the few voices speaking out against it in the media. The media was overwhelmingly supportive of these measures and and the politicians really didn't have much opposition with the exception of a few voices um, like from, from Sky News because the, the opposition parties were also backing these insane measures. So it really was a scary time. It, it, it felt like, you know, I'd escaped Islamic Iran and, and came to this free country and then suddenly, uh, you know, I'm, I'm having all these restrictions that I never dreamed would be embraced um, in the name of safety because in the name of safety you can force people to accept any sort of uh, cruelty and insanity and some of these measures were just downright cruel. Yeah, prison prison colony going back to its roots. It really was. It was covered here quite, uh, you know, quite effectively and reached my social media uh, stream uh, day after day. The quarantine camp seemed very scary. You spent 14 days at a quarantine camp. I didn't know this. Well, yeah, I was in the U.S. I got you had to get permission to leave the country. It was very difficult to even leave, let alone come back. So when you came back, you you went into a facility. I was lucky because I got um, a place where I had outdoor space. I could get fresh air. I know people who, uh, and most of the people who went into quarantine were in just a room, like a hotel room with windows that don't open so you don't have fresh air. You, you, you know, it's like being in, um, in prison in a... <laughs> isolation cell where you can't have contact obviously with anybody and at least in prison I think they let you out for an hour a day to to get some fresh air so but yeah (laughs) most of the people who went through the experience didn't get that so and you pay for it that was the thing you pay I think three thousand dollars for the fourteen days yeah so it's it's not only uh, something that you have to submit to but you also pay for the pleasure so there you go oh my god God, it's about humiliation. It's just humiliation. It's making it's making the humiliation they of the were, West. It, we had this insane notion that we were going to eliminate COVID. I think that, you know, some of the state premiers had an elimination model and we saw New Zealand have an elimination model up until recently. And it's again, just today, it, right? It's just a, uh, just 24 hours ago. They got rid of everything in New Zealand. Well, uh, Jacinda Ardern's uh, from the last time I checked, which is a couple of weeks ago, I had a good look at the polls. She's struggling there. So if there was an election held um, today, she'd probably lose and lose quite uh, comfortably. So uh, I think, and also, I mean, at some point you've got to accept reality. You've got to accept this is a virus that is going to be with us for decades to come and you can't eliminate it or completely stop your society to try to, reduce numbers. I mean, why would you do that? And that was the question I kept asking, looking at the data, even with the first strain, which was far more virulent than the strains we have now. You look at the data, you look at the mortality, uh, the fatality rate, look at the age group, it's, it's impacting. And again, I, to me, there was no justification for, for what we did, but uh, it was, I tell you, Benny, it, it was like, living in a parallel universe because uh, there were so few of us making that argument. Now everyone's making it. Now everyone's on board. But if you survived that, you are truly, you can survive anything. Yeah. Don't let them bloody forget it. All these people who advocated and endorsed these cruel, insane, damaging policies that are going to cause all sorts of harm for decades to come, not just economic harm, but health harms, uh, psychological harms for children, all sorts of harms. Don't let them forget it because there's got to be a reckoning for all those people who cheered on these illiberal policies. Yes, that's right. It was it was about the crushing of the spirit of freedom that people in the West have grown accustomed to. It was about the destruction of our human rights, our civil rights. And there were great protests against it. But ultimately, it was the humiliation 
you must pay for your own imprisonment uh, <laughs> that they were looking for. Humiliation, however, is something that Americans feel quite often. In fact, every single time a television camera is turned on our president, we feel that humiliation every single day. Don't need a lockdown to feel it. You can just watch clips like this of Joe Biden. And our favorite thing that you do on your program is you put up sort of the text of what Joe Biden says and you you like read through what his comments are. <laughs> what, 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 we, what I had is my incredible team poll just from the last 24 hours. Okay, we're not cherry picking here. We're not going to go back four months. Just 24 hours. Joe Biden did two events yesterday. I'm going to play you, if you don't mind, a few clips from those events and perhaps get your clear-eyed reactions to them at uh, two in the morning, your time, just showing how spectacular Rita is. Here we go. All right. Joe Biden at a cancer survivor event telling people not to jump. You have beautiful daughters. They're great kids. And I want to thank all of you, the cancer patients, survivors, caregivers, and don't jump from up there, okay? And all uh, for all the leaders assigned to medicine. Okay, so... (laughs) Congratulations what is on surviving cancer. What I just wonder. I mean, I understand why his handlers, carers, whatever you want to call them, insist <laughs> on him reading from an auto cue because when he goes off script, just weirdness happens. Just incomprehensible stuff like don't jump and then talking about daughters and you know the fact that they allowed him to run for president and take office after that. You remember that speech you gave about, I don't know, three years ago or so, maybe four years, um, about his hairy legs and roaches <laughs> and kids touching his hairy legs and the hairs would come up again and, uh, and you know, razor blades and, and all, all sorts of corn pop. That was all that Corn pop. Now, any other sort of person would be committed to a facility after that or taken into some sort of psychological or not psychological but care for their just their mental faculties to see what's happening, why are they saying these bizarre things on stage with a microphone in front of them. But, no, you lot made him a president. So, I mean, that, that in itself is remarkable, I've got to say. I, just, yeah. I would have thought that would have been disqualifying right there. That speech in its entirety, you present that and say, you want this guy to run for office? He, he's, he's, that is incredible to me. And, and, and nothing he's done since then, and gosh, he's given us a lot of, a lot of weirdness and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, cognitive concerns, but he's never done a speech that's that, that bizarre you, you've got to do more more on the hairy legs i mean i still just wonder what was going through his mind what and, and why did no one stop him after two minutes three minutes four minutes of this stuff why did nobody come and just yank him off stage <laughs> the carers yes he does grow the angry carers. where are the carers i mean really where's jill where's the he- doctor no, yeah, that's right. Well, she's a doctor of education, so she's not actually a doctor who can help people. And Joe Biden does need some help, especially when he's uh, when he loses his place. He starts growing angry. You've covered. He starts sort of yelling at the clouds. Old man yells at cloud meme. Uh, here's Joe Biden from yesterday. We're not cherry picking here. Here's a speech he gave yesterday at Boston Airport, where he just started screaming at the sky. Oh no! Oh no! It's frustrating. It's inconvenient, and it's bad for the environment. And there's simply no reason for it. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. This is who we are. This is not this is not what we should be doing. Okay. <laughs> Two is- things there. Yeah, the, the getting angry, but also the United States of what? I muddle my words sometimes because English is a second language for me. So I've got that excuse. But I'm pretty sure it's Joe Biden's only language. I mean, United States of America, surely he can spit that out without, but have a listen to that. That wasn't America that I heard. It was something else. Oh, dear. I think we, I think, I, I think we actually, yeah, I think we actually did, I think we actually did play the wrong clip. That was, that was Joe Biden saying, a United States of Kamar. 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 Okay. But the, the angry thing is interesting, though, isn't it? Because, a lot of people say that signifies, I'm not going to, you know, diagnose him with anything on this program, but a few people who sort of are a bit more 
well versed in that area say that 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 can signify certain cognitive issues um but he's been also screaming lately about beating pharma have you seen this we beat pharma we beat yeah, pharma yeah. <laughs> so here's the screaming going- here's the screaming clip we actually have it yes royce okay go folks america invented modern aviation but we've allowed our airports to lag behind our competitors today Today, not a single solitary American airport, not one, ranks in the top 25 in the world. The United States of America, not one airport, ranks in the top 25 in the world. What in the hell's the matter with us? It means commerce. <laughs> of all the things to get angry about, we don't have a top 25 airport. I mean, really, <laughs> we need to have more, you know, internal waterfalls and aquariums and other things in our airports. All the things wrong with the nation, sky-high inflation, crime soaring, your southern border absolutely in chaos. Forget about that. We don't have any entrance in the top 25 airports. <laughs> Who writes this for him? I mean... I've said before that Kamala Harris's speechwriters clearly hate her because they give her things that just, you know, you wouldn't give to a child to to, to say that her speeches are so poorly written. But I think Joe Biden's speechwriters must start must have some issues as well because of all the things to highlight, Benny, why would you highlight that? There's so many things going on wrong in this country, and he's, he's screaming about the airport. It does remind me of my grandfather, uh, who would like, you, you know, an old man like just kind of sits there and complains about the sticky floors or like, you know, that the 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 television, you know, the show's not on at the times he wants it to be on. The Price is Right, you know, has too many commercial breaks. These are what the this is what uh, people Joe Biden's age like to complain about. So maybe that's maybe that's the point. Uh, all right, here's Joe Biden brain freeze. Joe Biden doesn't know the American Constitution, round two. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable. We've never fully lived up to it. We've never before walked away from it. Never before walked away from it. He almost got there. He got to the in and then veered to another direction. Um, um, thank you for showing me these because I haven't seen any of this speech. Uh, with the Queen's passing uh, and Australia being part of the Commonwealth, we've just been focusing so much on the Queen, almost solely on, on the Queen's passing and the transition to the King. So I've missed this. So thank you so much for exposing me to it. Um, wow. Final one, final one from yesterday. We had to do it because we saw your original end of quote. You had an amazing, amazing monologue on Joe Biden saying end of quote in his teleprompter. It happened again yesterday. Our team actually found it. This hasn't been published yet. I think we are the first people on this. Joe Biden did it again yesterday. Joe Biden, end of quote. Because there's new life-saving knowledge to be gained that must be used for progress of all people, end of quote. <laughs> Final thoughts? Oh, dear. Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, you guys have got issues. I mean, you've got at least, what, a couple more years of this. Uh, or whoever's running the country, or uh, possibly whoever's writing his speeches is actually running the country, and uh, they're not doing too much of a good job either. But I read this week that he's, spend something like 40% of his presidency on holidays. So if he can do this much damage with 60% capacity, imagine what he could do if he actually treated like a full-time job. I mean, it would be scary. Oh, Rita, we love you in your full-time job. We are so thankful for you being on the program. Thank you for all that you do. You bring us laughter and you, you know, you can either laugh or cry. My grandmother used to say, you can either laugh or cry, right? You get, you know, you got to do tears either way. So they can be laughing tears. They can be crying tears and you make us laugh and you give us a little pep in our step. And we deeply appreciate your work. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for having me. It's, it's, um, crazy hour here, but, uh, our borders are now open, so you can come visit, and we promise we won't put you in quarantine facility any longer. So come visit. 
thank God. Please follow Rita uh, on her social media. She's incredible on Twitter. Can you give everyone uh, the information on where to follow your work? On Twitter, just my name, at Rita Panahi, P-A-N-A-H-I. But if you want to see some Sky News content, I'd suggest uh, subscribing to Sky News' YouTube channel. We put so many of our clips up there, and I've got my list there. So, um, yeah, that, that's always a good way to check in with Sky News and see what the Australians are up to and what they're saying about U.S. politics. Everyone go follow Rita, the best reporter and journalist in Australia. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you, Betty. All right. All right, baby, ladies and gentlemen, there we go. Live. It's live, Rita. It was 2 a.m. in Australia, 2 a.m. where she was, and she joined the program just going to show exactly how powerful this audience is and exactly what we are doing here. We are making international waves on this program, and we have only you to thank for it. You should look yourself in the mirror and pat yourself on the back and say, I'm proud of me today because we are changing things and we are delivering, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that that delivered you a few laughs because we could use them these days, and people who are not laughing are the FBI whistleblowers who are now falling from the sky like manna from heaven. This according to the Daily Mail. Brave whistleblowers are exposing how the nakedly political FBI is out to get Trump. Damning dossier on the chiefs who are plunging America's once proud bureau into its gravest crisis ever. Ladies and gentlemen, it is happening. The FBI whistleblowers are going to the Senate. We only need one seat in the Senate. We only need one pickup in the Senate to put Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson in charge of investigating and oversight in the FBI. Do you want impeachments? Get out and vote. Fidelity, bravery, integrity. That's the motto of the FBI, according to this story. And the and for decades, its image that many people around the world have believed entirely deserved. Hollywood has uh, certainly helped. It loves to portray CIA as a ruthless and it promotes the FBI. Whether defeating the mob or the in the untouchables, serial killers in Silence of the Lamb or the Ku Klux Klan murderers in Mississippi burning. The FBI gets a polished job from Hollywood, but no longer. Now the FBI is destroying its bombastic claim of fidelity, bravery, and integrity. Fidelity for some and for who exactly? Republicans are certainly asking that questions as they say that the shocking number of FBI whistleblowers are coming forward with claims that the FBI has been thoroughly shot through with politicization and the bosses are in cahoots with the Democrat Party and their media allies. All you need to do is look at the media leaks. This is the kind of stuff that just really does make my blood boil. Here we go. The reason why the judge... I'm not going to use the based hammer. Actually, the based hammer is for when based things happen. Bruce Reinhart, the Epstein pederast judge, issued this warrant because Donald Trump allegedly had classified information. That classified information wasn't secure. It wasn't secure inside of Donald Trump's Secret Service protected private home. So the information wasn't secure. So the judge issues the warrant. All right. And then what happens? They smash through Trump's door. They raid Baron Trump's room. They raid Melania's closet. Then they get whatever information they were looking for, which, by the way, isn't what they were looking for. Okay, they didn't get Jack. And then what do they do? The FBI takes the information and leaks it. Leaks the information to the media, to the Washington Post every single day. This was what they were trying to allegedly prevent Donald Trump from doing. They wanted to prevent Trump from doing it. So they are now leaking the information, selective leaks, in order to make Trump look bad. The whole reason that they raided Donald Trump's house, the whole reason was to prevent this information from being made public. And now they're leaking the information. I've already lost my flag, but I throw my flag. Flag on the field. The FBI is doing exactly what they said Donald Trump was going to do. Flag on the field. The FBI is doing exactly what they said Donald Trump was going to do. To the media. Every day. Oh, Donald Trump. 
Donald Trump had a classified document. Oh, Donald Trump, he took a box. Oh, Donald Trump, he once kissed Melania on the mouth. Donald Trump, Baron Trump, he has Minecraft high score. Baron Trump has a Pokemon Charizard card. These people are evil. They deserve the disrepute of the nation. This isn't even including Merrick Garland, James Comey, Director Ray. This isn't including like Satanists like Peter Strzok writhing and wiggling. Remember Peter Strzok writhing and wiggling? Little tongue sticking out of his mouth during that congressional testimony? These sick bastards. Ladies and gentlemen, the FBI now has dozens, according to Chuck Grassley, dozens of whistleblowers, highly credible, that are alleging that there has been attempts to cover up the Hunter Biden laptop. There have been attempts to promote Joe Biden within the ranks. There have been attempts and successes inside of the FBI in order to assist in the meddling in the presidential elections and now meddling in the midterm elections. 90 days out, they raid Donald Trump. What do you know? It's time. It's time for real oversight. And according to the people that we speak with, there are many good agents. Those agents are coming forward. Those agents are blowing the whistle on their leadership. And what Republicans should do is impeach the FBI's leadership. They should take an earth grater and they should grate the top of that organization, which is where a lot of the banality and a lot of the malevolence happens. And then they should replace that leadership because you need Senate confirmation for these FBI heads. They need to go through Senate and House confirmations. These people get grilled. They must replace them with nonpartisan actors. We live inside of a two-party system. We don't like it any more than you do. Tell you this, Republicans are not the solution to all your problems, but Democrats are the cause of your problems. Democrats are so embarrassing, ladies and gentlemen. Kamala Harris this weekend saying we have a secure border. Next story, Kamala Harris. We have a secure border. That's the priority for this nation. While 2 million people have crossed the border in her tenure as vice president. Remember, she's the border czar. Kamala Harris on the border, lying to your face and cackling. We also, before Kamala Harris clips, have something very special. It's called the cringe alert, okay? Premiering on this show for the first time, the Kamala Harris cringe alert. This is a warning. We told you we will get warnings for you. Here's the warning that we're about to play you a Kamala Harris cringe clip. The Kamala Harris cringe alert. Kamala Harris border lie. Go. We have two million people cross this border for the first time ever. You're confident this border is secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. But there are still a lot of problems that we are trying to fix. Given the deterioration that happened over the last four years, we also have to put in place a, 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 a law and a plan for a pathway for citizenship. It used to be required reading to have George Orwell's 1984 in schools. Now they stripped that out because it became prophetic. It told you exactly what they were going to do. But you may recall, if you read George Orwell, the final absolute command of the party is to not believe your eyes and ears. To not believe your eyes and ears. I don't think we have the clip lined up, but you've all seen the clips of the border crossers walking in to our country. We went down to the border with this show. We literally filmed it ourselves. I have physically been there and seen it. Kamala Harris is lying and the border states are utterly overrun. Where are all the illegals coming from that they're busting to D.C. and Chicago and New York? Well, if this border's secure, why is the governor of Texas, Florida... And Arizona, able to have so many illegal criminal migrants that they can bust them to Chicago. Where are they all coming from? Why won't the Democrat candidates inside of states like Arizona debate? Katie Hobbs will not debate Carrie Lake. Disgusting people. Cowards. They have nothing to stand on. They have nothing to run on. They are going to get beat 
like a drum, and they do not want to add to their pain and suffering. Katie Hobbs is an absolute lunatic in Arizona running. She is a known racist. She had to pay for her racism through taxpayer funds to a black staffer who was, I think, paid less and then had a problem with it. And then Katie Hobbs fired her. Then she sued and Katie Hobbs, known racist, running in Arizona for open borders, freaky, creepy librarian. Look at that look. Look, I mean, she looks like um, Rosie O'Donnell, right? So you have Rosie, Arizona Rosie O'Donnell sitting there with the crazy eyes and the librarian glasses. Won't debate. Won't debate Carrie Lake. We think we know why. Carrie Lake, take it away. For the first time in the history of our state, there will be no clean elections gubernatorial debate. Bucking state tradition, my opponent, Katie Hobbs, has made it official. She will not share a debate stage with me under any circumstance. To be honest, I'm not entirely thrilled with the idea of sharing a debate stage with a twice convicted racist like Katie Hobbs. I have made it abundantly clear that I would do so because the Arizona voters deserve nothing less than to hear from both of us. Now I'd like to speak directly to you, Katie. You think this issue is going to go away? That Arizonans will just throw up their hands and say, oh, well, no debate this year. Well, you're sorely mistaken. I have asked the Clean Elections Commission to extend the deadline for you to confirm your attendance to the day of the debate. Should you grow a spine between now and October 12th, there will be an empty chair waiting for you on the debate stage. I hope to see you there, Katie. Man, I love Katie. I love Carrie Lake. Please let us know if you want us to bring her on the show this week. Let's book Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake is such a total, complete badass. She's exactly what exemplifies the new right. She has been called the Ron DeSantis of the West. Maybe Ron DeSantis will be called the Carrie Lake of the Eastern Seaboard. Carrie Lake is exactly what we need as a party. Carrie Lake is precisely the kind of patriot who wouldn't allow this to happen in her state. She says she's going to shut down the border day one, deploy the Arizona Guard, the National Guard, and she's going to finish the wall day one. Kamala Harris says the border is secure. Well, then how do you bl- how do you explain this, Kamala? Go. Oh, hey, there you go, Sam. Oh yeah, here we go. There you go. Welcome to Benny on the border. There we go. Do you want to know about open borders today? We got you. This is your difference. This is what Trump built, and then we swing around here. This is what Biden's building. Little sheds. Little shanty sheds. Welcome stations. Who do you trust? The people who've lied to you for the last hundred years in your political establishment? Or your own two eyes that God gave you? Boom. There it is. Your open border. Literally rotting in the desert. We saw it with our own eyes. Rotting in the desert. Trump's wall. You paid for it. Nowhere close to the amount of money that we've sent to Ukraine. We've sent like 50 border walls to Ukraine to protect their border. But the invasion happens unabated. Not only unabated, the implements that could stop it rot in the desert. And Katie Hobbs cowers in a hole like a coward because she doesn't want to face those facts. Man, it's not just in Arizona, which, you know, uh, uh, until recently was a dark red state. Remember, Arizona gave us one of the greatest senators in American history, Barry Goldwater, also a 1964 presidential candidate that led directly to Ronald Reagan's election. Ronald Reagan was a Goldwater advocate. This man is from Arizona. We thank Arizona for that. Kerry Lake's going to win, but that's a relatively red state, Arizona, in a blue state through and through state like New York, looks like Lee Zeldin might pull off a win inside of the state of New York. Another New York City Democrat endorses Lee Zeldin instead of Kathy Hochul. What is happening? Lee Zeldin also within three points of Katie Hochul in New York. Kitty Huckle. We have no clip of her, otherwise we'd play the cringe alert for the second time in the program. We've never had two cringe alerts, but Katie Huckle 
deserves it, man. I've never seen a, 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 a member of the political class look more like the giant rats who actually swarm the subways and sewers in New York City, man. This lady is disgusting. City councilman from Queens is the latest Democrat to support the Republican challenger to Kathy, sorry, Kathy Huckle. Sorry, I don't think much about her and I really hate her. So Kathy Huckle, anyway, citing the Big Apple's crime woes. Just look at the current condition of New York City and New York State. There's mayhem on our streets and our courts and our jails. Councilman Robert Holden said as he endorsed Long Island Republican Lee Zeldin for governor. Lee Zeldin is neck and neck in the polls. Now Lee Zeldin is saying that he is going to change the direction of the state for New York. We're heading in the wrong direction. The handwriting's on the wall. Lee Zeldin's the best option for voters. Lee Zeldin for governor. Get out and vote in New York. They're already doing uh, a whole lot of hanky-panky. Apparently uh, pre-filled out like ballots, like selecting uh, COVID as the reason for an absentee ballots being delivered. We're seeing that story develop. That's a report. Uh, we'll bring you that story as it develops. But apparently New York Democrats are already up to their uh, dirty, dirty games. They are, that means they're scared. They're scared of Lee Zeldin. And it's true. Crime is spiking. Life is hell. And it's, I mean, it's not okay. But hey, listen, it's just a failed political idea. Leftism, wokeism is failed, okay? The woke go broke. Leftism has destroyed America. And now it is time for us to abandon this stupid idea, this stupid regime, their stupid destruction of everything, and to get back to what actually works in this country. And we do that every single day on this program. That's why we care about three things above all else, God, family, country, and ladies and gentlemen, it's exactly why we do this show every single day. We were really thrilled to have Rita on the show. We were really thrilled to see the incredible community that we have here and growing. I'm going to read you an email on tomorrow's show from a Californian who messaged me last night. Really heartfelt, incredible message about standing strong, David versus Goliath. That's what we do on this program. And that's why we are so honored for the last you know six or seven months that we've been doing this show. We are so honored to have your viewership. Uh, we love you. We care about this place. And that's because uh, we were born free men and women. And we're going to stay that way uh, just as long as we keep up the fight. Chin up, ladies and gentlemen, and head forward. All right. We are going to win. We will show you how. And we'll do it right here on The Benny Show. My name is Benny Johnson. Thanks for watching.